See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hey, we're here. We're starting the show. I was going to say we're back, but we, well, we're back, I guess, technically from last week. And yeah, the week we're before, back. We're okay. We're and about right. 178 weeks before that. Yeah, a lot of weeks. <laughs> a lot of weeks. <laughs> wow. Anyway, my name's Matt. With me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And this is Slow Robot A Go-Go. The show that's dedicated to B through Z grade movies. More often than not, Z grade movies. Yeah. Uh, two, like win- two winners this week, though. Not, not, eh, not. I don't know. They weren't Zs. They weren't Z grade. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, well, what are we gonna do? What did you watch this week? Nothing. Anything? Nothing. Yeah, me either. Nothing. Nothing. This Just week was. Kind of, well, I tell you what, I did watch, but we won't get. We won't talk about it too much. I watched the like only part of it. The uh, the uh, what you might call it the Republican debate on uh, oh no why on, would you uh, have done that I'm a, I'm a glutton for punishment you know and what I gleaned from it is like boy we're in trouble does, boy does the media want to control everything <laughs> that's all I want to say about that I that's always all say, I'm gonna say about anything and I always say boy are we in trouble yeah uh, yeah anyway yuck. so that's all I'm gonna say you you know. Draw your own conclusions. Draw, draw your own conclusions or, or paint your own conclusions. Yeah. Or do whatever you want. So, uh, yeah, that's all I watched this week. That I that I can, you know, besides like Gosh, clips of movies and um, TV shows and stuff like that. I mean, I did watch stuff this week. Dang it. Did uh, you watch anything off Netflix? Eh, hold on. I'm going to pause because I can't. I got to go get the list. On it. You're a you're a popular guy. You're always getting uh, you getting phone calls. It was just one of those days yesterday. I, I you know. Yeah. Then it happens. Yeah. And that clicking you're hearing is this stupid... I'm trying to get this fan going. Okay. I'm all disheveled this morning. It's crazy. Ah, uh, so, yes. After talking about, like, oh, I missed that. I went and watched uh, Austin Powers, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the original. Still laughed. I don't know. It didn't seem dated to me. And hmm. I'm sure it is to some degree, but it's, it's also kind of like, eh, parodying the 60s and the 90s. Whatever. I laughed a lot. I thought it was, I still think it's funny. I like I like them, you know. Then I watched Dumb and Dumber 2. Now this was the remake of Dumb and Dumber, not the not the second and third ones or however many there were in between. This was the original uh Lloyd and um, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and what's the Jeff other guy? Daniels. Jeff Daniels, yeah. Um I don't know where all the hate came from. It wasn't great, but it was funny. It came from me. Oh. I started it all. No. I mean, it, it scored really low, and everyone was like, it's so vulgar, it's so disgusting. I was like, well, what, what did you think the first one was? Like, you know, they're just... It was sad that they picked up the torch when they were so much older. Because hmm. that's uh, much like the last Indiana Jones, you were like, oh, he looks old and tired. Hmm. And that's what happened with this one, where you're like, they framed it correctly, where like... You know that that he was in a in a mental institution for all this time and stuff. So it it wasn't like they tried to excuse it and make them look younger, but you were just like, oh, you guys could have been so much funnier like maybe ten years ago. Like if they would have just done a second one or third one if they wanted to, you know. Well, they had to wait for uh, when they Jim, had, Jim Carrey's career to go on the downturn. <laughs> so they could they, do another I one. guess because they because he was much more uh, physical comedy back then. Both of them were, you know, and, but it was okay. I I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. And this one is one you will probably hate. No, you're going to probably love it. You'll probably want to go out and watch it, or you might have already watched Beware Mr. Baker. Oh, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, the documentary about Ginger Baker, who is... Yeah, crabby, I guess, is like the word to describe him. I just was like, wow, this guy's a real asshole. I mean... But he wasn't always like that, you know what I mean? I think there was a lot of things that this documentary didn't... A lot of things going on in his life, maybe that were pissing him off. Well, the fifth or sixth, the sixteenth wife, and uh, li- uh, they, and then the guy who interviewed him was seen to be kind of a pushy, a little bit of a pushy jerk or whatever. Uh, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I never, I didn't know who this was. Um, now don't don't be offended. I don't know the names uh, of okay, bands. Okay, I'm done. I'm yeah, oh, I quit. Rip off your mic and I throw quit, it down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. I don't know the names of most of the people in the bands I listen to now. I, I'm not that guy. I don't go, oh, like, I know a few, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, like, you like know Ozzy. Well, I know Mike Murr, who's the singer for Suicidal Tendencies, but I don't know like the other guys' names. I know them. I can look at them. Oh, do, you, do you know King Buzzo? No. From the Melvins? Nope. Okay. But I, I mean, and these are the guys. So, me not knowing Ginger Baker is no surprise to anyone. Um, but then I was like, okay, now I know who they're talking about. And it just is like, <laughs> they just did. They point like this guy was kind of. He just, I don't want to say like a mad, well, he was like a madman kind of, but um, he was good at his craft. He was just... No, he was great. Yeah, he was great, but he just was kind of... Let's put it to you this Too eccentric for anyone to say. Well, they're British, you know, they're British. Here, let me put it to you this way. Before Ginger Baker, all the rock bands drummed, had drummers like Ringo, okay? When Ginger Baker got in there with his jazz drumming and Mm -hmm. his like uh, chops, as they say in the biz. Wow, the biz. Wow. Yeah, um, it changed. (laughs) It was a game changer. If it wasn't for Korean, there wouldn't have been Jimi Hendrix experience. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to give them that much and I mean that that elevated that the musicianship of music was elevated by cream right. to, and it was know. yeah it, he, it, and they were it was funny because they were only together for like a year or like two, two three three years maybe uh, not even oh yeah because I know uh, from Lars, 66 to 68 Lars Ulrich Alder, Alder was like you know our last tour lasted longer than cream was. yeah sure you know, but, he, but he didn't but say band, derog- but, he but wasn't derogatory but back then you know. did a lot in two years they put yeah. out like six albums in two years <laughs> yeah as opposed to Metallica, it takes them ten years to put out an album. You know? I know. Well, like, no, he wasn't being derogatory. No, no, he but I'm just, being derogatory. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't. I've kind of lightened my hatred towards Metallica. I don't hate them. I did for a little while. I, I, I loved them a lot, and then I, I really, and I don't use this for phrase often. I really felt like sellout label was fixed firmly on their foreheads. Again, I don't use that phrase uh, like ever, but if there was an example of one, you know, there you go, because they were just so all about, like, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway, it was a good documentary, uh, even from someone who likes, you know, the band's Cream and the stuff he's done, but doesn't, didn't know him per, per se, you know. Well, you have Cream albums, don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Listen to them. <laughs> I, I have. Okay, so I mean, know I know him. the songs. Oh, you know Cream. him. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you didn't even know who the songs were. No, no, no. I just, oh, okay. I just never was exposed. I like, I know Keith Moon because of his insanity. Yeah, well, that but was a I great never, band too, yeah. But I never knew Cream had this insane drummer. That guy was obviously the who Jim Henson made Animal, that, that drummer <laughs> after. He had the wild hair. Like, he made like that Animal, that drummer. Well, you know, it was like... A, I, I guaranteed. Was, I'm glad you mentioned this. I was thinking about this the other day. In the 60s, there must have been something in the water in England because the bands that came out of that era mm. are the archetypes for what like rock music is. They invented this whole genre. I mean, obviously, rock and roll was invented by Elvis and Chuck Berry and all those guys, but they invented rock music, which was a conglomeration of that, plus classical, plus anything they could get their hands on. There, there mm-hmm. was so many great bands, and it's like, it's sad to see what's happened since, you know? I mean, there are good bands that pop up here and there, but they're all, like, kind of, like, uh, indebted to those guys for well, what yeah, they do. Well, yeah, of course. You know, in a, a lot of ways, you know? And I even mean, the early rock b- groups, are, you know, all say, oh, we're indebted to Muddy Waters and Aretha Franklin. Sure, like yeah. yeah. It, it, it follow, everything follows. But, the, they, but, the, the, but the thing about the guys in the 60s was they took muddy waters or whatever and they really tweaked it nowadays they tweak things but most mostly superficially mm. you know not really like you know the music really just kind of becomes more amped up but it doesn't become like anything different in a way or if it is it's really subtle in its own whatever way but it seems to me like they they did something really interesting back then that mm. hasn't been done since but that's just my opinion and i'm an old fart and get off my lawn <laughs> one thing that i what well, the last thing i'm going to talk about then we'll, we'll go to the yeah, really. movies. The, la- the the one thing that made me laugh so hard about this this documentary was on numerous occasions like ex-wives or the son or him oh, yeah. <laughs> or him would say stuff like i don't know why you know he just got blacklisted i don't know why anyone wouldn't want work with him and I'm like, um, because he's a flake, and he's like, he he brings mayhem and ruins I, I, everything. You know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't judge him by this one movie because uh-huh. the guy the guy's got a life. 
So, and I've seen interviews and things with him where he was like, okay, I wouldn't judge it by this movie. I think this is a movie, a snapshot of, of a time in his life. Ginger's still alive and he's still playing. Oh, yeah. Jack Bruce, the bass player, who was always like his rival and kind of enemy at times, he passed away last year. But Ginger's still around. He's still playing. He's, you know, he's an old guy, but he's still doing it. I wouldn't judge him yeah. by this movie. He, he is one of those guys that ruins everything I, all the time, though, like... I don't know. I don't think he ruined Cream. I think they just broke up because they were just like, you know, Clapton was getting too big and there was always that fight between Baker and Bruce. But Baker and Bruce later on worked together yeah. and Ginger Baker and Jack and Clapton made blind faith. So, mm, I guess. You know, I don't know. I didn't realize that they said this. In I the, think bands should break up after a couple of years. I really yeah. do think they do. They should. I, I didn't realize this and that... I was I, I don't know a lot about the the biz. Uh, they said that they said in the in, in the documentary they were like, well, basically the person that writes the music gets Jack, ha- Jack half Bruce. the money. Jack Bruce and, did, yeah. And per, and, the, and the people who arrange it get the other half, and everyone else kind of gets pittance. And I was like, I did not realize that. Like I kind of thought. Yeah. Bands were just like, well, there's four of us, split it in four, and that's the end of it. If you, you don't know? see their names on the writing credits, they're not going to get as much. <laughs> oh, but. God. Nowadays, you make some, you make more money from touring and live than you t-shirts. do from records anyway. Yeah, they make more from T-shirts. Back than then, you made it more from the music. Yeah. Now you make it more from the performance, which which is fine. You know yeah, what I whatever. mean? I mean that's fine. It's Back, a constantly evolving. Yeah, you know, before the Beatles retired and did their whole studio thing, everybody played all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. And then it became a studio thing. Even though bands were still touring. But now it's more geared toward touring than it is recording, so it's a different. Well, I remember world. like watching that Walk the Line, which was the Johnny Cash thing. They were they were talking about how like they would, everyone played the same songs. Yeah. Like Elvis would have his rendition of a song, and Johnny Cash would yeah. play the same song. Like there wasn't like that band owns that. There wasn't song. as I mean, many songs there, to cover. They, well, know? they were just yeah, they would all play them, and you're like, that's kind of cool. Like, After the '60s, there was more songs you could cover. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah but I in guess. the '50s, there was only a finite amount of songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you could, you know, yeah, unless you came. You, the, the, as the years go on, there's more to, you know. But nowadays, music bites the, you know, the large, <laughs> you know, turd oh, well. of life. What are you gonna do? Yeah, t- get well, off talk my lawn. Talk about movies. Talk kids. about movies. All right, yep, we're gonna do a trailer break, and then we come back onto our movies du jour. Do you know what you're doing? I have detailed files on human anatomy. I bet. Makes you a more efficient killer, right? Correct. Hi. New York, New York. 10036. Pro Country. Canon Films presents, for mature adults, Death of a Hooker. Making love is easy. Making it through the night is another story. Waiting for someone? Hard young pros from all over the country, battling with the customers, the dark streets, the cops, and each other. Death of a hooker. I know a place we can go. The young green ones fresh from the bus station. Chances are, when the vultures spot them, they won't be around when the first bus leaves in the morning. Death of a hooker. Filmed in color in pro country. Battleground for the best in the business. Death of a hooker. Every few minutes a baby is born in America. And every few minutes somebody dies. That's the cycle of life. The important thing is that the dead are supposed to stay dead. But somewhere, somehow, something has gone wrong. Scientists have been experimenting with a sonar device to make our food supply grow. But they've unleashed a terror beyond description. They've awakened the dead. Run home, lock your doors, bolt your attics and seal off your basements. And whatever you do, don't open the window. They tampered with nature, and now we must pay the price. For those of you with a taste for zombies and the living dead, comes a nightmare tale that won't go away. Don't open the window. A special weekend late show (laughs) from Filmways, rated R.
on stage, in person. That crazy mixed-up Dr. Evil and his terrors of the unknown. Monsters grab girls right out of the audience. Make from the theater. Anything can happen, and it usually does. If you're a sissy, stay at home. We can't advertise what happens when the lights go out, but wow. You'll have nightmares for a week. A real dead body is given away to some lucky person. Also in person, the mummy and King Kong, famous Hollywood gorilla, real and alive. Plus on the screen, two horrific motion pictures. Get your ass to Moss. Okay, we're back. And now we're off to, what, the, the 80s? Yeah, we're, we're off to camp. We're off to camp. Camp, uh, cheerleader camp. We're off to Porky's meets uh, Friday the 13th or something. Yeah, wow. This some, is a, some mishmash of styles. This is an interesting choice you made. What's cheerleader camp? from? Well, th- well the reason I made it is because we're going to be interviewing a, a, a local movie director that mm. makes movies that are kind of in the spirit of uh, the this spirit, movie. Yeah. So I figured, hey, let's get into the spirit by going into the 80s and seeing some... You know, boobs and blood, which is what this movie is all about. Yeah, boobs yeah. and blood. Not enough boobs, more yeah. blood. More blood than boobs, I yes, think. You know, a lot which more. is kind of a shame, but yeah, whatever. It was, this was an odd one. It was this was a uh, kind of a neat it was it's called it's yeah, it's from nineteen eighty eight. It's cheerleader very camp. cheerleader camp. It's very um kind of they wanted to be like a light hearted romp with for, a, well, for one part. For of one it. part of it, and then then they did a ton of killing and I will say this: It was fairly effective with the Who Done It. I picked her out from the in the middle of the movie. I've had her. Well, no, but out. I, yeah, but you, but it could have been a couple other people. Like it could have went a couple yeah, different but ways. I, but you I know. knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, 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 that part. I was. I'm, I'm opposite from you. I yeah. figured it out early on. Well, I assumed it was her, but I was also saying it could have been the the heavy yeah. set guy. It could have been like, it could have been a few people where sometimes they just say. I wonder who it is. Oh, there she is. Like yeah, sometimes they don't true. like really re- re- they true, reveal it right true, away. Yeah, you know. That's true. Yeah. So eh. Th- this stars like uh, Leaf Garrett, the former child oh. uh, singer. I never remembered seeing him looking so young and youthful, and uh, I only know him from the. They do this thing, uh, TV show. It's like the top ten stupidest criminals or top ten yeah. idiot jerks. You know, and and they have these comedians and and like kind of washed up. Benny, Don, uh, Danny Bonaducci's yeah, one of the people yeah, yeah, yeah. that make fun of the vi- the video clip, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I only know him from that, and boy, does he look bad. Like, well, yeah, he did one of those behind the musics where it's like, oh shit, he, had, he was like, he was like bald now, and he's like, he was such a drunk or whatever that he was like got his buddy crippled in an accident, and he was a mess. Yeah, so. I saw that same one. I was like, because yeah. I remember him when like I was a, a kid. Singer. When I was a kid, he. The the old like the older kids liked him, like mm-hmm. he was he was kind of before my time. Right, right, oh sure. Uh, you know when he was like oh like like a, like a dreamboat. Yeah. Um, my my age my age group the girls loved Menudo. You know. Like, Menudo. <laughs> so, but, uh, but Ricky but, Martin. Yeah, uh, but Leif, oh, like Menudo. he looks very young and he's actually pretty competent of an actor he wasn't bad uh and there was of course the the very heavy set uh sidekick who that guy was gross yeah who was always like uh he's videotaping stuff but i was unlike uh, every 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 other comedy i've ever seen they didn't make fun of him for being no they did he was just a big dude he was just a uh, he was comic a, he, he was a very big fat comic relief guy and but they didn't exploit that or no. or make fun of him for that which I was like well that's kind of nice no. you know no. being of the heavier girth kind of person myself it's nice that they didn't make fun of him you know <laughs> but uh, it's like yay alright uh, win one for the fat guys you know but uh this movie also had um Terry, Terry Weigel Terry Weigel was a, became a porn star yeah later I, on I, I, she was a playboy playmate I too. think I had her, her porn when I was a kid but then someone stole it at a party no, that's too bad and then another girl the Rebecca Ferrati was another Playboy playmate. The the one the other girl with the big hair. Every all the girls have big oh, hair in this movie. So much big hair, and the one girl I was like, why do I know that one? She was, she looked like Italian or something. She or or that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Rock, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferrati. I yeah. knew her from uh dumb or uh, from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. She uh, was this sultry woman that he brought the 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 dog back to, and she was like. Oh, instead of giving you money, should I take your pants down instead? And he's like, mm, "Gee, let me think." Sure, and she like, <laughs> they simulate her giving him a head, you know. Oh, she was in that. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. Oh yeah. Oh, it was a very bit part. 
you know, and uh, you you saw more of her boobs than of her face. You know, and, and then and then the other girl, the mascot, Lucinda Dickey, she's famous for her two movies, uh, Breaking Two, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo, and uh, yeah, Betsy Russell, the lead girl, was it was always in, she did a lot of eighties and nineties uh, teen comedies like Tomboy and Private School. Okay. And she was very pretty, still yeah. is, I think. You know, there, there was uh, yeah, boy, pluckitude, lots of very plucky gals jumping around in you. It was a different time in the 80s. It really was. You know, oh, well, yeah. I guess you could say that of any decade. Like, the 70s were way different with the disco and that kind of stuff. 80s were very vibrant, crazy colors, lots of neon, hair teased up to the sky, both yeah. men and women. Like, yeah. you know, it was really a, a very uh, interesting visual style. Well, visually, you know, it was very interesting. Yuppies were coming on the scene. Uh, so it was. Eighties was very plastic. Yeah, I think that's the uh, word on for purpose, it. like plastic, yeah. over the top sheen, plastic, just wow, you know. Seventies yeah. was like grain, wood grain and disco, <laughs> wood grain disco and balls disco. and wit, and, uh, and then grain and know. grit and disco later on. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you would categorize the nineties and two thousands. Nineties, nineties are like the end of an era, and two thousands are like the uh, the end of the world. Yeah. Shoegazing and beepers. I like, shoe I, know ga- I like shoegazing. I like shoegazing bands, though. <laughs> I like the My Bloody Valentine and uh, some of those. Uh, this is Slow Robot, a musical go-go, by no, the way. No, it's not anymore. Know. But anyway, yeah. yeah, Cheerleader Camp, yeah. This is a movie which I'm sure... I never saw it before, but I'm sure a lot of guys... Video guys, you know, younger video guys like you would have been probably saw a ton of these movies on the stand. I, I, I would see them and go, oh, that's a neat cover. And I'm like, no, let me get the Paul Nashi 70s werewolf mm. movie or let me get to this. But I see, kind of avoided those a little bit. And these would always get beat out by like Hot Dog the Movie. Where, yeah. You know, if you, let's see, Cheerleader Camp is going to have some boobs and bad gore effects. Or I can just watch all, all almost like softcore porn with Hot Dog the Movie. Eh. See you later, cheerleader camp. Off the hot dog, the movie. It depends you know? on your set. I mean, yeah, guy, yeah. I mean, monster guys would probably go, yeah, I want to see, yeah, yeah, I want to see him get killed, yeah, yeah, a yeah. little angry or whatever, you know. But other guys were like, eh, I just want to see the, you know. I know. Which is cool, you know. It had its time, it had its place, you know. Yeah, I it was. It, 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 it's, it's a movie that, you know, like I said, our, the the you know the the person we're going to interview. It, you know, it, sure it, it definitely like influenced his uh, his mm-hmm. uh, state of mind as movie making. Uh, you know, uh, whatever meant state of mind, so that this movie made a you know made a big impact. Same like when I was a kid and I watched like a horror host on television made a big impact on me. So I love all the creature features and all the monsters. Whereas a young guy who saw this movie on rented it and like wow. This is like unbelievable. My senses have all been like you know over overthrown by yeah. this like movie. So yeah, you know, different strokes for different folks. Right. And so what what stuff. what's the plot of this? You know they it's they, the plot. They okay. take a van. There's a there's a cheerleading team of Dave Garrett, the the big the bigger dude, and then what six girls? Yeah, five girls yeah, and a mascot. Five girls, yeah. And um and they're just going to cheerleader camp to be better to per, to perform be better cheerleaders and then a competition like a, contest, yeah, a yeah. contest at the end and it's uh and the lead girl Betsy Russell she's got some mental issues cuz she's always having throughout this movie she has like six bad horrible dreams where she kills somebody or somebody yeah. gets killed or whatever and they're, like, they're trying to make the cut like they're trying to do it like when she dreams that they die they die in real life yeah but that rattles <coughs> apart pretty quickly it, 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 you know it's like one of those things where you're like okay well because then murders start happening without the dreams, and you're like, well, there goes that whole thing you were trying to do. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the whole, that, there goes the whole like, hey, let's see if let's let's try to like tell it, let's try to imply heavily that she's the killer. Yeah. you know. Let's try to say hey, you liked Friday the Third, or uh, you liked uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Well, she might be the new nightmare. You yeah, know, you never yeah, know. Right. So yeah, so they're going to camp, and you know, there's shenanigans all the time. You know, the the, the fat guys like Moon and this, you know. He, it was horrible too, by the way. You know that moon took up the entire front van window. window. Yeah, it was horrible. And you it know? stayed there. And it stayed there for way too long. Yeah, you know? this dude put his pressed ham up out the window, and like it was there for about three minutes of screen time. Like it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So and, and other actors interacted with it. Like they were hitting it. Like and the girl, like the lady who's running the camp, didn't even like wasn't even phased by it. She just hit him and pushed him back into the van like by his ass I was like well that's really cool I guess I don't know 
So they show up to the camp, and there's like, like you said, and then there's always the obligatory lake where all the girls go, like to swim topless and all that stuff, you know. And there's isn't this there's kind of like a, the Leaf Garrett, who's the you know the one of the two guys, the driver or whatever, and Betsy Russell are kind of like on and off boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> I think she whatever. thinks they're boyfriend and girlfriend and he's just off be- trying to get it with whoever he can get with yeah right and he's got these like four hot other hot girls in yeah that. so he's like hitting on they get off the the van and while they're checking in he goes over and starts hitting on another girl from another, a rival cheerleader yeah. group and then they're, they're like well if you want to keep your man you better not go punch that girl out you know and you're <laughs> like what I don't think he's your boyfriend but okay whatever you know and then you got the four cheerleaders and then you got the other girl who is not good enough to be a cheerleader, but she's like a mascot, and she's like, she's like the she she Lucinda Dickey's pretty good looking, but she's actually trying to be like pretend like she's ugly and she wants the the prettier girl to be her friend or whatever. That's that yeah. whole dynamic going on where like Betsy Russell and her are kind of like joined together in some form or whatever, you know. So they try to do all this other stuff, and uh, and the problem is there's a lot of there's a lot of tease, but not enough, you know, payback. You know, there's only maybe yeah. one or two boobs. Maybe one. I don't know if there's only more than one, you know? Yeah, it's weird. And then, like, so, the like, the one girl kills herself or is murdered. What do you she's know? murdered, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it looks like it's a suicide. And then, like, there's this creepy under, there's this creepy uh, cr- uh, groundskeeper. Yeah. And an even creepier chef. Yeah, right. And they, like... They show them taking her into the into the freezer, and you're like, okay, are they cooking these women? Yeah, right. But it turns out that's not the case at all. Like the the lady that runs the camp just told them to put her in there till camp was over because she needed the money. Something she, like, like that. that. And we we're like, okay, whatever. She didn't want the cops to come in to like bust yeah, her. Yeah. So the lady finds the the our star finds her and then calls the cops. The cops come or the cop comes. Yeah. And um. And she's like, "Don't do that." And then she sleeps with the cop while the while the the, the big guy records it. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's just, there's the total porkies. Total porkies. Yeah. Uh, and no, before she does that, the guy has to go through this football routine, and she's like the cheerleader. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it was really like, oh my god, this is like so whatever. But it was total porkies. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Total porkies. So yeah, there's just shenanigans going on. Meanwhile, people are getting like brutally killed or whatever. You know. So. Yeah, like. And that's the point of the movie, basically. You know, up until a certain point where it just becomes totally dark at the end. You oh know? yeah, yeah. It evolves into less plucky, playful cheerleader stuff and more just nothing but mayhem and, and then, murder. And then, as it goes on, it's only the cheerleaders w- from the four that <laughs> are getting killed. None of the other cheerleaders. Because at some point, at one point, Leif Garrett gets on the uh, loudspeaker and goes like, "Hey, there's a murder in here. Everybody split. Call the police." And everybody, all the other cheerleaders, just like split. They take off. Meanwhile, he's he's there with his like gang of of like dwindling cheerleaders because the other so one, uh, Terry Weagle, she was like out in the woods with him and he like she like spurned his like whatever advances or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he left her like a jerk that he is, and then she got like a pretty nasty, uh, uh, what call it, a hedge clippers through, through the, the back of the head yeah, and like it stuck nasty. out through her mouth. They were really working that. That must have taken a while to do because they showed that a lot. Yeah, they wanted to. And they put like a little, like a like a like a bug on the end of it to make it look even worse, and that didn't yeah. work because it was just it was like a bug ghost walking around in Carol syrup, going, "Why am I here? Why are you filming me?" Yeah. yeah. So this is all that going on, and then they're they're like insinuating that it could be the the, the groundskeepers or whatever, and you know, and then because the chef did steal the first lady's gold. Uh, that's right. I gold necklace. That. I but he just that. did that because it was money. Yeah. worth money it wasn't like it wasn't that guy you, at that point you could be that they're cooking those people the girl you know the dead people up but that it doesn't turn out to be that at all you know yeah and then like um whatchamacallit then everybody leaves and then when they're getting ready to go the one girl doesn't want to go because she wants to find her friend and they're going oh we got to get out of here blah, blah, oh blah. yeah then she walks around that's the girl that's the girl from, yeah, that's uh, the from girl. ace ventura yeah, yeah. and then she walks around and she gets like freaking hit this is before this is before the car. This is before that happens, you know, because um, what happens is that when she they're they're doing the cheerleading contest to win, the one girl wins, but the one girl we're talking about, Rebecca Ferrati, goes, oh, I gotta find her. I gotta find her. She leaves. And uh, then she it, just gets like choked to death. She gets she, like run heads? over. Oh, okay, that's right. She gets run over. When they come back, that's when like you know they they find her and they find that the other one's dead. And they go, we gotta get you know we gotta call the police. Everybody out of here. 
everybody leaves they're left there and the four of them or whoever's left there the cars like wires have been clipped right so they can't leave so what is it they 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 try to they 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 go out and looking for the other girl or something and then the one of the the dudes comes out one of the the chef or the groundskeeper comes after him with a gun right oh it's the groundskeeper yeah, yeah he yeah, has the yeah, shotgun because yeah. i think he thinks they're trying to kill him yeah but he's also drunk and angry because the fat guy fell on him and made him look like an ass. And this guy isn't too right in the head anyway. He probably has killed people, just not now. You know, like, he, he's like one of those kind of... They really play him up to be like a hee-haw kind of a swamp critter sure, guy. You know, sure, that yeah. that just handles business that way. Uh, but then he gets killed. And the fat guy actually gets killed too in the woods because he's filming the but, guy, right? Yeah, he films him, but then... Like, they don't see him get killed. They A tape shows he up? He videotapes himself taking a leak because he's like a joker. Yeah he's, a, yeah, he's the joker. But then, like, he doesn't come back, but the camera's there. And then they push play, and it shows his, his guts getting yeah, tore out yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, ugh, yikes. So then they set a, so then they set a trap with the three of them who were left or whatever. Because then the other girl gets killed... Too, the yeah. lady that runs the camp gets an axe in her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a body count. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like funny, funny, a little bit of mayhem, funny, funny, total mayhem. Just rattling apart, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because then at the end, Leif Garrett sets up like a, a reverse bear trap, and then the sheriff comes in and gets his head chopped off by a bear trap. Yeah. And, and it's just like, what's going on here, you know? And then they think at that point that they're they're safe, but they're kind of worried though because they, they they realize they killed the sheriff, but they go to celebrate or whatever. So this is what the part where I'm like, what am I watching here? Yeah, I like know. like because they they say, oh okay, well we killed that groundskeeper or whatever, and the sheriff's dead, but who cares about that? And then Leif Garrett's like, all right, it's time to celebrate. We you know we lived. So he's like drinking champagne and he's like smacking the the the, the mascot girl in the ass. He's looking for like a menage a trois, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's just playing all angles, and uh, and then she, they send the other girl. They yeah. They send the blonde girl. They go go call go call him and tell him that we're here to get us, you know, yeah. whatever. So when she goes, the other girl goes and like looking for something or other, and then like uh, Leif Garrett ends up. Like, Where is she? You know, it's like well let's go look for. Her. Then they see Leif Garrett like finds her dead. And he's like, oh my god! And then the the one girl, the mascot, sees that and, and gets a gun and gives it to Betsy Russell. You know, who's says like, your boyfriend's the one that's killing everyone. Yeah, you got to yeah. kill him. Yeah, and, which she does. And I'm like, wow, that lady's a good shot because that was a pretty far for a, yeah, it was a good for shot. a single action r- yeah, uh, Ruger really pistol. I'm like, okay, um, I don't think that's gonna be a kill shot from there. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever like, he just it? falls down dead. I'm like, well, th- hmm, okay. We'll let it slide. Uh, you know that's that's not the least that's not the least believable thing in this movie. So whatever, you know. And then, and then they call the cops and they put they blame it all on uh, the bossa nova. Yeah, they they had to <laughs> on Betsy Russell, but obviously it was like the mascot. Yeah, like so so like the the mascot lady's sitting there with the cops and she's like, oh, she just kind of lost it, yeah. and and Betsy Russell's sitting there like, why am I getting charged with everything? I didn't kill anybody. I killed my boyfriend because he was the murderer. And then the mascot was like, okay, well, I'll see you guys later. And she goes up and she starts being a cheerleader as they're driving away. She's cheering for Corey. Because she, she, she was never good enough to be a cheerleader. So finally, after she wasted everybody, yep. now she's like, you know, by, by, the, by, the, <laughs> by, de- yeah. by the, the deduction or whatever, yeah. you know. She's now the, the head cheerleader. Well, there you go. And then and, and roll credits. And roll credits. The end. Wow. This, I'm, I'm not sure if this movie played in theaters, but it may have. It looks like a straight-to-video, but it may have played in theaters. It probably got know. some time. You know, yeah, back then, two all, weekends all this crap. Off it goes, yeah. Drive-in, yeah. end of the drive-in era. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Thing or whatever. So, you know, they had a lot of pretty girls, you know, not enough boobs. Uh, you know, good percentage of gore, which isn't my favorite thing, but, you know, whatever. I love a lot showing of that fat like, guy fall into that river. There was one where they times. spliced it in... I don't even know why, how, like, it was night, and then he's like, well, woohoo, and then they show him jumping, it's it's daylight in the river, I'm like, well, that's weird, but whatever, I guess. Yeah, and, and what, the, the other really, the thing that knocks it down some points is that they had two Playboy Playmates, and they didn't show their boobs in this movie. Terry Weagle didn't, and neither did Rebecca Ferrati, so I'm like, the other girl did, but I'm like, well, you know, what's, the, what, what's with the Playboy? Why do you have these Playboy girls? That's what they would do, they show their bods, I don't know, that was kind of a, eh. 
lame-o, so it knocks it down a peg for yeah. me. A, beg, a peg or two. You know, it, was a, so. it was a solid movie, though. I mean, it, it was, was okay. It was a slasher, slight boob, slight comedy, all slasher all the all time. It was all 80s, you know? all slasher all, yep. all the time. Yep. So What do you got? I don't know. I'll give it a five. I'm on the fence. On the fence? I didn't, wow, I'm higher than you on this one. Okay, I'm, I was going to say like a 6.5. So all right, yeah. Six, 6.5 in that range. Take it or leave it. Exactly. All right, here's some trailer breaks. When we come back, oh, we're honoring the dead. Oh, that's God, why this, I chose it. This movie. To honor yeah. the dead. Well, that's your hint. We'll be right back. The dirty does. The dirty half dozen. Yep. Nice to meet you, Mr. Coach. Good luck with your foosball. Did you find the files? I don't even know what they look. What do they look like? They're in the computer. They're in the computer? Yeah, they're definitely in there. I just don't know how he labeled them. I got it. You gotta figure it out. We're running out of time, Hansel. You gotta find them and meet me at the show. Roger. John Wayne is McHugh, and this time, for the first time, he's a cop. Three cops are dead, two million dollars in junk is missing, and somebody's trying to hang it on McHugh. Santiago's collecting a murder squad. McHugh's got a job. If he can't do it with the law... You're off the investigation, Lieutenant. He'll do it beyond the law. All right, man. Come on out. We know you're in there. You've seen tough cops before, but you've never seen a cop like McHugh. McHugh is everybody's target. You've never seen John Wayne before like this. Wayne on wheels in McHugh. From Warner Brothers, rated PG. All ages, parental guidance suggested. Piper Laurie was frightening in Carrie. She is terrifying as Ruby. I'm here, Nicky. Baby, how I want you. Ruby had a daughter. She was christened in blood, raised in sin. She's sweet 16. Let the party begin. First, there was the exorcist, then the omen, and Carrie. But nothing you have seen before could prepare you for what you are going to see in Ruby. Ruby, starring Piper Laurie, Stuart Whitman, Roger Davis, and introducing Janet Baldwin. Ruby, a love affair with the supernatural. From Dimension Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. His sword had been the swiftest on the field of battle, leaving a bloody harvest for the sake of gold and glory. Nothing could stop his slaughter. Then, quite suddenly, the mighty blade was stilled. The massive muscles relaxed. The kung fu killer instinct cooled. In the name of love. How will such a man react when his baby is ice? His woman put in the slammers. His right fighting arm rarely ripped off by relentless and savage enemies. If you dare, you can see the movie which gives the unbelievably violent answer to this question. Terry Levine presents Forced to Fight, the story of a man driven to ultimate vengeance. Forced to Fight, an Aquarius Films release. Jackson! What are you objectifying on? Come on, just get me on the stand now. Okay. Um, Your Honor, mm. I object that this guy also broke my apartment to shit. Yeah. And you know what else? I object that he's not going to have any money to pay me after he pays back all the money he stole from the hospital. Don't say I stole. You're my lawyer. And I object. I object that he interrupted me while I was watching. Oh, my balls! That is not okay! Direct my case! Son, a woman is a lot like, um, a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice and... Oh, wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. 
But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman. So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it, because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me want a wretch. So, yeah, you know, I actually have two queued up. I have a Rutger Hauer uh, movie queued up for our next ones, and I have a, what is it, Tammy and the T-Rex queued up for one of the next weeks. But I bumped those out to honor our beloved Roddy Roddy Piper, who passed away last week. Um, And I was like, well, it's only fitting, it's only right to do one of his movies. So, uh, what's the name of the one I chose? The Bad Pack? Yeah, The Bad Pack. From 97. Well, I was like, looking at it, I was like, I don't know. Because I just typed in Roddy Piper, full movie. And I was like, looking, I was like, no, no. And then I was like, wait a minute, Robert Davi? Yeah. Okay, Both maybe. Of, uh, we've yeah. already done, like, you, you. I mean, you give me a hard time for Peter Cushing. We've already done, like, three Roddy movies. And we died when we got a couple of Dobbies in our back pocket, too. <laughs> well, know, not so. even close to Rican. Well, uh, I mean, maybe, 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 no, not, uh, Cushing's been more. Cushing's, oh, Cushing's we, we got, like, yeah. four, maybe, five, but we're getting up there with, like, you know, <laughs> these other guys, but, yeah. Roddy Piper's just kind of around a lot, in, uh, and, but, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right, because he was in that, um, Frogtown... They li- we did they live which was an awesome movie yeah then and then the, the one with uh, what's his face um that, like uh, they went to a, a Sunny Chiba movie the one with Sunny Chiba they went to like some kind of weird ninja island or something like that American yeah, ninja yeah, we did island. a bunch of them okay this is four all right we're getting there well the, sun, well the one with Sunny Chiba is the one I don't remember what it was called but that's the one where they go to Ninja Island yeah Ninja Island yeah I don't know the name of it either it, yeah, it, it yeah. was only like four weeks ago or something like that, but who cares yeah, uh, yeah yeah so we did this one uh, and I again this is just because I was actually pretty sad to hear that uh, Roddy Piper passed away I, I'm i not a huge wrestling fan I'm not a huge those guys are mostly uh, I feel that they're kind of idiots but he was for some reason he resonated with me he was funny enough he was off <laughs> his rocker you know he was just was a character. He was a character, you know. And, Which is and what it's all about, wrestling. Yeah. You know? So uh, that's we. I chose the bad pack this week, and there you have it. And there you have it. And that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. This was what a dirty dozen knockoff. Dirty uh, half dozen. A dirty half dozen. Yeah. And there was, a, of course, there's a million. I guess slight twinges of this of the Seven Samurai of the Magnificent Seven. It's all kind. Yo, what? Yo, Jimbo. Yo, 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 Jimbo. Yeah, and uh, there was a couple others. Where a, a town is getting picked on, they have they have to turn to some assassins to help. The assassins show up, and in, in this one, this is just straight up: assassins come, they get rid of the evil. The end. Basically, you know? because a lot of times the better movies, the more ri- the more flushed out movies, yeah. the people that they hire turn out to kind of be just as bad as the people that they're trying to get out of there, and things happen and stuff. You know, where this was just like, nah, you know, just. What was weird about this one was it was kind of like it's a movie from '97, but it's kind of like shot from today's headlines in the sense that it's like <laughs> shot in like some town and between Mexico and Texas, and there's a mm-hmm. bunch of there's a little town of like undocumented people from Mexico right. that are like getting bullied about by some right wing rednecks, you know. Oh God! Thank you so much. And this militia group. Whew. And it's like, and it's like these 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 Mexican guys are like, we got to get our people, and they're all like getting killed off, so they don't like have much to fight with. And I'm like, okay, so why are these guys picking on? I mean, there's obviously no money here or no nothing, you know what I mean? This is just for fun or for sport. But the militia, we find out later, the militia's got millions of dollars, which I don't know where the hell they got it from, and, drug yeah. running or something. I don't. And know. they just do that to like, cause they hate foreigners. Like it literally is a throwaway line. A little bit later in the movie, they were like, just because those scumbag Mexicans, they're like, you know, those illegals. And you're like, wow, really? Huh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, you know, I don't, it was, the, the whole premise is, is weird. It is a weird premise. It is a weird yeah. premise, because this little town, and they come to, they go to, and they, they get on a bus or on a train. <laughs> this opening montage, though, wait, we, we can't, go ahead, skip, go ahead, we go can't ahead. skip the opening montage, because this is literally like the one, of the, the, the editing was, was fine, it was just, it was the most black and white you've ever seen. Like where they're they're showing these guys, these the soldiers are like practicing under barbed wire and getting shot at by with real guns. And then they then they then they sh- they cut to Mexican farmers, and there's literally like that, like like a almost classical style um, uh, mariachi music playing. Yeah. But it's like 
look how peaceful and happy. Then it goes, then it quick cuts back and it's like, and it's like metal music and they're like getting shot at it and they're like, come on, go, yeah, go, yeah, go. Yeah. And it goes, dun, 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 yeah. and, they're, and they're like loving and they're so, they're like a peaceful community. I was like, wow, I've never seen this hardcore of an opposites look at well look that's at like it. that's like trying to be like that's like heavy handed whatever yeah. man <laughs> I was in politics but it's just like this movie doesn't seem to be political no, because no politics it is. <laughs> because it's it just true. seems like you know such a dumb kind of movie or whatever they're like you, you hate know? these guys right right okay good here's the movie you know and, uh, it's like I mean I don't know and this town only has like eight Mexicans in it you know <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but yeah like then we'll flash forward after this montage of who you should hate who you should love you know they this these motorcycles come in and they're like beating these guys up and they're like pushing people around like the the, the rebels are coming in and they're beating up the mexican the peaceful mexican farmers yes. and then they like the one guy stands up he's like you you shouldn't be like this and blah 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 so they shoot him and they kill him and they, they i thought they killed the daughter too with it with, no, they ran her over but they didn't say that she died, but, you know. Well, she kind of got an impression. She flew twenty feet in the I air. I know, yeah. So, but she tries to get on the truck, and she's like, eh, 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 pushing the hitting the truck, and I yeah. just like, well, I'll just run you over. Yeah, the yeah. second truck just runs you over. Yeah, so. Yeah. And these are like the most despicable of of the d- despicable, you know, uh, as far as. You know, I but <laughs> they are, they are, but they aren't because I, I we've seen biker movies where the bikers are worse than these guys. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like what was the one we watched a couple of weeks ago? They're worse than these guys. You know, the freaking uh, the born losers were yeah. almost worse, and the born losers didn't look that horrible anyway. They're just rape, rapesters or whatever. But these oh, guys, trust me, I would pit like the pagans or or like yeah. Hell's Angels. I'd pit them against any militia. Like, like yeah. they just know how to get things done, kind yeah. of. Thing. <laughs> like, there's not a whole lot of giving uh, orders. They just go do things, you know. But uh, but anyway, like that's yeah. whatever. So, but yeah, this militia is run by one wackadoo guy who's, you know, like, I guess he's repairing them to take over the United States government. Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Mexicans are sitting in their their um, peaceful, authentic. Mexican church, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're like, "What are we going to do?" Oh, I don't know. And they, 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 they keep every time someone stands up, they kill them. And he's like, "Oh, why don't we?" And he has like a book, and he's like, "Look in the back. I am a mercenary. You can hire me." Like it was like, yeah. I don't think they put those ads in those papers, but whatever. yeah, yeah, right. The wanted in the wanted <laughs> pages. That was a good one too. Need someone killed. I'm a mercenary. <laughs> they, they usually don't put that in those. Call one eight hundred. Kill me. Yeah. So, so the, these Mexican guys save, pool their money, and send the two brothers into L.A., the, the harsh world of L.A. on a train. East L.A., hey, vato. Yeah, and they show the train. I was like, I didn't need to see the train, but whatever, yeah. okay. So they get... Should have been a bus. Should have been like they ridden on a little <laughs> burrow or something. <laughs> Poquito burrito, andale. <laughs> Let's go, hey, come on. <laughs> anyway. So they get there, and immediately, like, the one guy they think they're going to hire doesn't do anything. That's so, the guy that I'm thinking is Michael Cole from the Mod Squad, but I can't... I can't you said verify it, you know. They go to they go to like the whatever to the hitman, you know, ad and the lady's like, Well, you know, we got how much money you got? Fourteen thousand dollars and they're like, No, I don't think so You know, yeah. the lady goes, Well, I know this other guy, you know, and he's over at this diner or something yeah. like that over and there. And then so eighties and nineties style you walk in and there's just an armed robbery like in in progress. Yeah, like, with the with the with the they, hoods over there. They the did head. that so much in the 80s and 90s. It was just like random violence to show that this guy would kill somebody and then just finish his coffee. You and know, he's bad. Like, at, he's like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Schwarzenegger would do it. Clint uh, Eastwood would do it. They would sit there eating their their cheeseburger or drinking their their coffee. And some guy would be like, oh, I'm going to cut you, man. What are you going to do? And then they would dispatch of them and then finish their coffee without even knowing. Yeah, dispatch them, but I mean, easily, without any, like, without without breaking into a sweat. It's like, boom, 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 done. So Davi does that, and then there was this other guy there, this... The, the the black guy who's like the guy who takes the annoying he, he, sidekick he, yeah the Chris Tucker guy or oh. whatever, who can take care of business. he doesn't do he's not a killer or anything, but he just takes <sighs> care of business you know he can get anything done 
And he's like, Robert Dolly takes off, and he follows him. He goes, hey, man, they were really we cool. We should be partners. We and should be like, partners. And the other guy, Dolly's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, who are you? Get out of here. You know? But then the cops come or something, and then Dobby gets in his car, gives him a ride. To yeah. The, then they go to Dobby's bike warehouse. A motorcycle whatever. repair shop, Harley's only, and stuff. And yeah. you're like, okay. And then the me- the humble Mexicans come in and, hey, senor, we really need your help. And they <laughs> give their pitch. And he's like, no. And then the bl- then the black guy's like, no, we should do it because I really feel for him. And then you're like, okay. But then the, the Mexicans go, well, supposedly they also have this safe that has millions of dollars in it. And then Robert Dobby's like, hmm, yes, maybe I can help you. Because <laughs> he was even saying, like, 14 grand isn't going to get you much of a mercenary team, you know. Yeah. So I'm not really going to do it to help you you Mexicans out, but if there's money involved, yeah, we'll, we'll kill. And he is the prototypical real mercenary. Yeah, like, exactly. There's yeah. money involved, I'll do your dirty work. Exactly, you ain't got no yeah. money. It's all about the Benjamin. Yeah, ain't man. doing shit, you know. So so then, now they're now fast forward, the black guy is is the sidekick who can get stuff done, so he's setting stuff up, and then... They go to a fight club where they get their this gigantic German guy, and this guy's big. Yeah. You know, so he's one of their team members. He's a Terminator. Ice Queen, female assassin. She's in there now, and uh, they oh, Roddy of course Roddy Piper, the driver, like he's, he's a crazy driver. He's like a race car driver, but he's insane. And for some reason, he takes the black guy for like a hell ride, then drops him off again. But it's like. Okay, what am I... What? And then, then there's, they go to the nut house with a lunatic uh, munitions expert or yep, whatever. Because it's like the A-team. You know, yeah, like there's the yeah. crazy driver. That's, the you know, Mr. T. And then remember, Murdoch was, I'm so crazy, but I'm no crazy wild card. Who knows what I'm going to do? That's right. You know? think about that. Yeah. And you're like, okay, all right. But and then, whatever. And then like somewhere along the way, because I, 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 something happened. I missed this part, but they, they either run over, they pick up some guy... Who was uh, part of the? Uh, oh militia. well, that's later. But so, but so they drop into this town, and they're kind of they send Roddy Piper and the crazy right, right. guy to go get munitions. Kind of concurrently, the one guy in the they go to we go to the see watch the militia and they're prote- practicing stuff, and the guy goes, "Oh, you made an unauthorized phone call to to this other guy to the, one of the guys in the militia." So they they have a, a guy who's good at martial arts beat the hell out of him, and then they say, well, throw him in the middle of no man's land, and he'll just die there. Which I was like, I don't think militias do that, but I think they would have just shot him, but who cares? Um, so that's they right, throw, that's they, right. Yeah, yeah they throw right. him out there. That's So then after this, of course, uh, Roddy Piper tells that one guy to shut up, and then they, then they start going after each other, because uh, crazy person and Roddy Piper, other crazy person. And... But they're good friends, you know. You can tell they're really good friends, but they fight a lot. But they really love each other. So, they, <laughs> so they load nitroglycerin and machine guns and all this kind of wacky crap. And you're like, okay, I don't know, whatever. Um, then, as they're driving back to the compound, this guy's in the middle of the road, and they stop and pick him up. And he was, and now he's the ex-militia, who tells them about where everything is. But also turns out that he's a he was really a fed, fed yeah. trying to get bring down this infiltrate group, infiltrate the band stuff, yeah. this group you know so so well, that, that you know, the, oh the, we also forgot Sven Oli Thorsten's in this movie uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah which yeah. is uh, which is the the militia's like second in command and anytime you see him I love that guy he's so awesome I've know? seen him before but I didn't know the name yeah, yeah that guy, he's yeah. so great dude and then the militia also has bikers involved with them, like British bikers, it seems. Yeah, like. they're not like Harley bikers. They're Triumphs, and, you know, you're like, okay, whatever. I'm nothing against Triumph motorcycles. They're fine motorcycles, but, you know, they don't... That's what happens to me when we watch the 60s bike gang movies. I forgot there was a time when, to fit, to be a gang, you had you didn't have to have all Harley. Harleys, you know. Because uh, those old 60s ones, they'd be driving Hondas, Triumphs, Whatever, they would just chop them. They were cut up a little bit, but they were mostly just a stock bike, you know. Uh, it wasn't until the excess of the 80s and 90s that, well, if you don't have a Harley, you're garbage. Well, didn't you know, the angels know. always use Harleys? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And the pagans. And, and like, they're, the, they're the archetypes. Yeah, they be kind of became like, that's what you ride or get out of here. Or know? get out of here. Or you're just like a, you know, like a Sunday. Well, there are there is new bike gangs now that have formed all around those crotch rockets. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. 
and they're younger and crazier oh, too. Okay. So, well, you know. but you got to give it to the old guys. I'd still give the nod to the old guys. Sure, why not? More entrenched and more easy. They'd shoot somebody quicker, probably. Yeah. Anyway. But so, yeah. So you got you got his whole slow game. motorcycle and music a go go. Right. <laughs> so you got now his people. All of Davi's people entrenched in, and then you got the other guys there. And then there's like these, every once in a while, like they like meet, like the bikers, you know, cut, cut, you know, the Davi and his guys are going through the Mexican town, and the bikers show up, and, you know, Davi kicks their ass or whatever. Or no, they the, shoot one the of them. The sniper shoots the guns shoots one out of the them, hand, And yeah. then they go back to their, you know, the, unless you go, hey, you know, we can't do anything. You know, they killed one of us, you know. So it's like, okay, well, now the. Now the deal is on, you know. Yeah, it's on, and and they're sitting there playing cards and drinking, and then the the the, the head of the militia shows up. And he's like, kind of like, well, I'm, you don't get, you should get out of here. And he's like, I can't get out of here. I'm running from mayor. Like, That's right. You yeah, Davi, this is a pretty a pretty funny scene, the way it was shot and the way that the two alpha males are just being dicks to each other. Um, he's like, well, you got till noon tomorrow, or I'm gonna kill you. So then Davi's like, okay, we'll get out of here. And then they're like, well, we strike tonight, you know. So then they go and. And this is this was where the budget or the writing or whatever kind of really both. showed its re- reared its evil ugly head because true colors yeah because there was no kind of no. this is very a, this is a whole weird sequence they kind of get in there and they start putting boxes that just say like dynamite you know do not put birdseed dynamite do not put birdseed or the roadrunner near this because it's acme it says acme dynamite yeah, right. and, and and there's the ticking clock with the piece of clay the obligatory piece of clay that's claimed you know gonna blow up the german guy's kind of running around doing stuff but nothing really the girl's got her gun with the laser pointer so she's yeah. like out sniping at, she's, she's a sniper sniper right and then and then the, the 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 black guy who doesn't fight jumps up on the back and this they tried to make it look like he was shooting a machine gun nonstop, but and the two Mexican guys show up too because yeah. they were supposed to wait behind with the black guy, but then they want in on the yeah. action or something. Oh, and the 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 most you know like that deep theor- like deep talking. The Mexican guys like, hey man, you know the first time I picked up a gun in my life. Yeah. No when. Oh, four hours before right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, right. we get it, peace, Peaceful, Nick. yeah. Oh, get yeah, the hell out of here. Yeah, right. So the black guy's on the back shooting, like, a machine gun, but they just, to make it the effect, they just put fire coming out of the gun, which didn't work. And then Roddy Piper and Crazy crazy McGee are running around just being them. And, and you know, they got, and then, and then throughout this whole thing, they've got the the gimmick of, like, we only got 15 minutes before this place blows the up. The ticking clock. You so know. they got to find the money and kill these guys before the place. So they got the FBI guys out looking for the money while mm. they're fighting all the dudes or whatever, you know. So Davi gets to the sh- safe. He opens it up. It, there's a there's an ace in there because they were playing cards when they met. Yeah. So they he fights with the head of the of the thing and shoots him in both legs. And he's like, now you can crawl out of here. Because the guy tries to beat him, and Davi's obviously much better of a killer and of a, you know, than him. So he shoots him both legs, and he's like, oh, okay, you can you can go crawl out of here. And then he comes back and says some really badly written line, like, <laughs> oh, this is for, you know, I don't know, the monarch butterflies that would have lived in this area. I don't know, it was nothing. And then he shot him and killed him. Yeah. And then they all run to this truck and drive away. The Mexican guy who's all for peace gets mowed down. Yeah, the other guy lives. Though. The other guy lives, and then they get they get out they get to the plane, and, and the whole thing blows up because ticking clock, you know. And um. Yeah, they get out right in time. All of the dirty dozen. Yep, and then they get to the plane, and they and the the the, the ex FBI guy is like, here's the millions, and then the Mexican the humble Mexican comes up with his satchel of money, the second half of the fourteen thousand, says here here you know thank you for saving our town. And then Davi takes money, and they all stuff money in the bag and say, here, rebuild your well, town. Well, actually, before oh. that, the FBI guy says something like, well, you know, the government's been looking for this money. They're still going to look for you. So, but I may may not say anything. Yeah, know. he won't. You he know, won't of say course anything. He won't. So, they, you know, they give the Mexicans a bunch of money. Because Bad Pack 2 Electric Boogaloo is right around the corner, exactly. right? No, yeah. not at all. Zero. And then they take the rest, and then there was never a sequel that I know of. Thank God. <laughs> now, I didn't hate the movie. It no, was total bubblegum for your brain. There was no yeah, substance. Yeah, yeah. I laughed because I like Robert Davi, Sven Olio Thorsen, and uh, and Roddy Piper. Yeah, uh, those guys are. Yeah. 
even Davi, who's not great, is funny. He's alright. I like him as you know. He's like he's just who he is. He's an action star. Yeah, kinda, he's a mean looking dot guy. Yeah, so you know, yeah. yeah, it's alright. You know. So what are you gonna give this one? I'm gonna give it just a little bit of a, a little bit of praise. I'm gonna give it like a five point five. Wow. Not, not a six, but a little bit. You know, a little. See, bit. And I'm at a seven, which is point five above. And so we're we're both on the same level. Just yeah. w- w- I'm a little bit higher on both of them. Maybe I was in a better mood or. Maybe I was in a worse mood and this made me in a better mood. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, or maybe. They were both pretty good. Or maybe, you know, that's just the way it was supposed to be. And that's just the way life is, man. That's the you way know? God planned it, man. As <laughs> Billy Preston would say. I, I don't think God had anything to do with these two movies. You don't think so? Movies. No. Okay. You so, never know. I don't know. If you're all hungover and you got nothing other to do, watch Cheerleader Camp and or pay homage to a fallen hero, Roddy Piper, by watching They Live. Then for Hell Comes to Frog <laughs> yeah. Town. Then some of his old WWE matches. And then this at the end. Then this at the end if you're still awake. Yeah. Or, or really drunk. Or if you stop, or you should still care at that point. Yep. yep. There you All go. Right. All right. That's it for this week. I'm out with me as always. Dr. Morbius. And we're going to see you next week with possibly a uh, a local director's... Uh, we're going we're, we're trying to interview a local director and talk to him about some... Uh, some of his movies that he's done, some of the stuff he did. And so it could be a very special episode. Very special episode. Of The Love Boat. Oh, no, I mean Slow Robot. Sure, why not? See you next week, everyone.